Hello, my name is Father Rob Adams with the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. And today I am joined by Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike, how do you say your last name? Well, that's a terrible German name, but if think of it this way, if the road gets icy, it would get sure slick. Sure slick. Yep. Okay, so we're not going to say that T at the end. Sure no, slick. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're here with Dr. Mike today to talk a little bit about the the school of faith that you guys run. But I also just kind of like talking to him about prayer. So I hope we can cover a little Good. bit, just talking about developing people's spiritual life and, and all Excellent. kinds of things. Um, before we get started, though, I do have to tell I just a little bit of a story because this is kind of something that made me think about prayer. It's like one thing, one thing with our show here is we get a lot of people who ask about how to like grow in their spiritual life. Um, and you want to give them some basic answers. But the, the main thought I have, because I'm I'm crazy or slowly becoming a redneck. So I remember it was like, right, right. As COVID started, I had a family ask me if I wanted to go out and, um, and go shooting with them. I've never shot a gun before. And I live in the middle of nowhere. So like, that's a problem. Like people shoot guns. I go up and, uh, I thought, you know, they gave me a gun and they had me shoot at an empty beer can. And I remember thinking, well, you know, I play video games. Like I, I know a gun is pretty simple, right? Point, pull trigger, boom. Yeah. so what happened though, like I pulled the trigger and I hadn't thought that I needed to like lock my wrists in. So the gun goes up and the little shelling went in between my glasses. And, and I thought to myself at this moment, right? I might think I know how to do something, but there's, <laughs> there's like a million little details that make it like mastery, you know, to move from. And I kind of think prayer is probably like that. You know, people think they know what they're doing, but like, there's more to it, you know? Well, and thanks be to God, we have the this wonderful Catholic spiritual tradition. Mm-hmm. And we have the, our, the church gives us these wonderful doctors on prayer to learn from. Exactly. We don't have to make it up on our own or figure it out on our own. There, there, there's there's a, a, uh, like a program to follow, right? Like there's, we're Precisely. building on something. Precisely. So... Uh, you are a better expert on this than I am, despite the fact that I'm a priest. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, about what you do and, uh, you know, what you think are some really cool takeaways from that? Well, in a, in a nutshell, the mission of the School of Faith is really twofold. You could say it this way, that we want to lead people to a deep friendship with Jesus in prayer, and then we want them to then, through friendship, lead others to a deep relationship with Jesus in prayer. Mm. We have this issue in the Catholic Church where if people are involved, they just inhale, but they don't exhale. Yep. Meaning they might have a personal spiritual life, but they don't help any help anybody else. Mm-hmm. So we we try to lead people to the daily habit of mental prayer or meditation according to Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross. Mm. And then once we can help them establish that daily habit, we want everyone to have a spiritual director mm-hmm. because the great masters say you can't lead yourself. Right. And then the third step is be trained to help somebody else grow in the interior life. So does that tie into what Teresa of Avila says about how given her, what does she say? Like given the choice between a holy spiritual director and a smart one, you should always pick the smart one because they can point you in the right direction, even if they themselves don't follow it. 
Well, she certainly says you get, you need to find somebody competent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it's, it, our mission is really just this, this simple, uh, that everyone longs for as deep relationship with Jesus. And, uh, this is how Teresa describes prayer. It's friendship with Jesus. And what does friendship take? Time. It takes time doing what? Uh, spending time together, getting to know the other person. Keep going. What else do you do with your friends? We hang out. We do activities together. Uh, we have things in common. And uh, maybe maybe this, this is kind of like off the, like, more meta it's learning to think about ourselves as a group like as a community there's some yeah. like, ventral matrix where like we are a team yeah absolutely boy that you have some third reality that you're interested in together mm -hmm. that goes beyond yourself but friends just as you said what do we do in friendship we spend time in conversation mm -hmm. talking listening just being with one another and that's really the, the three stages of the interior of, of prayer, vocal prayer, meditation, and contemplation. Mm -hmm. Vocal prayer, talking to God from the heart or uh, with the, uh, the office or the, uh, so many of the, the, the prayers we have. But if all we do is talk and we never listen, do we have a friendship? Exactly. And the saints have given us great ways to listen to God by meditating on the word, on revelation. Uh, and that then prepares us for an experience of God in this life, contemplation. Mm -hmm. See, that's, this is really interesting though. So I want to go, I want to go back to the very first thing you said about um, talking and listening, because, you know, I, I, I guess I've come, I came at it one way when I was first a priest, and now I've kind of come at it from another way too. Um, I remember going in and being really, really, really big on it's more important to have your heart involved in prayer than to just to just say words. But now, I guess for me, and, and it might just be my own spiritual journey, I've really gotten a lot out of some of the vocal prayers of the church like specifically something like saying the rosary or in the Eastern yeah. church, we have the Jesus prayer. Yes. But the reason for those prayers is not just to tick them off, right? Correct. Are we, are we offending God? If we say 49 Hail Marys instead of 53, right? I, I don't think so. But the purpose of those, I think is really, or at least I found for me is they can lead you to that quiet. Exactly. That's, that's the purpose. So for example, because people always ask, why these 50 Hail Marys? Why the repetitive Hail Marys? Uh, and I say to them, do you know the purpose of the bass guitar in a band? Mm. And they're, oh yeah, it's timing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it keeps the music going forward. Mm -hmm. I ask them, do you focus on the bass guitar? Well, no. It's It's the same, that the purpose of the repetitive Hail Mary is to keep the prayer going forward. It helps us to stay focused mm -hmm. on where our mind should be, Jesus. Right. And, and to quiet, us, quiet some of that, that noise. That's exactly right. To focus it. Mm -hmm. And it gives us a span of time 
to stay focused. And notice how brilliant our Blessed Mother is that she starts us off with little a little span of time. Because mm-hmm. what's a decade? What's a decade take? Two minutes, if that. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows my children aren't going to start with an hour of silence, mm-hmm. and they start with little chunks of two minutes. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not silent in the sense that you you are saying words, but the mind is being focused. The mind becomes silent, mm-hmm. and this is why. So. Teresa of Avila says the first stage, there are nine stages in the journey of the soul, according to Teresa and John. Uh, yeah, Teresa has her seven mansions, her seven castles. But when you really look at John and Teresa together, there's nine stages. And Teresa says, you're not even into the first stage until you hit mental prayer. Mm-hmm. And she gives a, a simple little method for meditation, for mental prayer. But it's it's very hard for people to start there. In mm-hmm. fact, we've we've trained Tens of thousands, well, I won't say we've trained. We have explained Teresa of Avila's form of mental prayer to tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But only a very few will make that into a habit, a very small percentage. Right. Whereas at the same time, people are very prone or they're very open to accept the rosary. Mm-hmm. But we should be t- we should be applying the same principle to the rosary yep as we do to mental prayer yep but most most people just say the rosary while their mind wanders they just get through it right which teresa would say that's not prayer exactly so what we try to do is teach them how to do mental prayer according to teresa and john in the rosary oh that's really neat so maybe feel free to feel free to correct me on this. What I find really helpful, and once again, this is what's worked for me. I'm a priest in a rural area, so I'm I'm kind of making it up as I go. Um, but what I found really neat is things like the rosary or the Jesus prayer, these vocal prayers that you're talking about. So for me, I find that the the quiet time sort of bleeds over throughout the rest of the activity. So like I I, I have to kind of schedule my day. So that, yeah, there's time for dedicated prayer. Yes. But there also has to be kind of like a like a blending zone. I love the bass guitar, by the way. I always thought of the <laughs> bass in a band as it's sort of like the blending tool between right. the guitar and the drums. That's right. And That's so that's a good analogy. Well, you know, like like I, I paint. So the blending is is a really it's a key part. You need to have these spots mm. where two separate colors meet. So I always think of you know, the rosary is a good, that's, that's one thing, but I have to have a blending activity. That's not quite prayer, but it's not quite whatever. So I've got to have, it's like my monastic time where I've got to like chop wood or like yes. do chores and do them quietly. You know, yes. don't, don't have music on or be screwing around on the phone. You know, like I've, and like I said, other people might be able to, to kind of mental prayer while they're doing the rosary, but I try, I, I like to think about it, like setting it up. You know, like mental prayer can happen now. Well, that's a that's a beautiful way to say it because especially if we do our our mental prayer rosary in the morning, then that sets up the whole day to be a day of prayer. Mm-hmm. A day of what do we mean by that? We mean a day in relationship with Jesus and Mary all day long. Mm-hmm. That there are companions all day long that are they continue to speak to us all day if we have silence. Mm-hmm. 
it's and it's it's so hard. There's like no silence because if you if you do this, and like I said, I'm bad at it. I say this like like I'm some kind of great habit holder. Uh, no, no, no. I know what I ought to do, like Paul says, right? I know what I ought to do, but I do not do it. Who will deliver me from this body of sin? <laughs> but but I do think you know silence. If you actually do it, you really you know put your phone away. Yeah, it's it's. There's not, it, it's, you can, you can feel that this hunger, like we, we don't have any quiet time where we're not connected, right. not available, right. you know? And why do you, father, why do you think people are afraid of silence? I can answer that from, from the Eastern perspective. And, and I, it has to do with the, the very first, uh, the very first reading for Lent. So in, as Roman Catholics, we read the first Sunday of Lent, we read about Jesus's temptation in the desert, right? That's right. We as a people, as human beings, not just as a culture, you know, like as human beings, we are kind of afraid of going into the desert because when you go into the desert, yeah, that's right. there are, the Bible says there are two things that happen. And obviously we're speaking of the desert metaphorically, right? The sure. a place where there's no entertainments, diversions, whatever, right? When we do that, Number one, we have to face ourselves. That's it. That's the key. And nobody wants nobody wants to do this because uh, we're obviously not encouraging some kind of like depressive episode where you're you no. know. But but you have to face like you know, maybe I was kind of a jerk the other day. Yes. Or like yes. you know, I've gotten kind of lazy. Like or yeah. or I don't really take care of myself the way I I you know I'm eating kind of bad yeah. and i'm starting to gain some weight you know like yeah the the thoughts you don't want to deal with come up but then the bible has another thing that is it takes the eyes of faith to see as well is when you go into the desert you're not only entering into combat with yourself you're entering into combat with evil that's right and we don't know really how to describe that because it, it is hard but i think everybody kind of gets this feeling that like you're sort of up against something you know and that's why we don't like silence because it makes us fight. It forces us into a fight that a lot of people yes. aren't equipped to, to handle. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I also think that we were afraid of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And when we enter into silence, we, in, we experience loneliness. But if we will hang in there, we will pass through loneliness into solitude mm -hmm. but in solitude there's someone waiting mm -hmm. jesus is there yep but you're absolutely right we're afraid to face ourselves in silence it, 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 i i take a lot of comfort out of even hearing um the other side believes this too so friedrich nietzsche you know not not a yes. religious man by any means in his, in his anti-gospel, right? Thus spoke Zarathustra. He kind of talks about, uh, it's, there's a weakness in humanity that we can't face the truth. We can't face ourselves. Um, and, you know, obviously we don't agree with where he ends up with that, but it is, it is something, you know, when the other side diagnoses the same problem, that's this right. Is, this is not just like a a silence and prayer are not just for elite Christians. Like this no. is what it takes to be a human being. And so many times people they will articulate that they wish their spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, or friend or family member 
could truly understand them and, mm-hmm. and appreciate them and value them. But the fact is, there's no human who can know, understand, or value us to the depth that we need. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we will spend time with him in prayer, in friendship, in silence, we will experience the fulfillment of that yearning through him. Yep. And you're right. There's, 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 a, there's a really weird teaching of the church. I say it's weird, but it's one of the few I feel like I can, I can actually justify from experience. Uh, and that's that man is a religious animal. That's right. And, and that, that men and women, regardless of what they believe, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not, you were created for communion with God. And you were made for God. Or maybe the more philosophical way to say it is you were made for the transcendent, the infinite, the perfect. Yeah. And, and nothing less will satisfy. Right. Literally everything else will leave you high and dry. Like just yeah. pull up. I don't encourage this, but if you do pull up the celebrity tab in the news. Um, right. it, They're not happy. Yeah. You're still not happy. And I, I look at the secular world, you know, we've, we've expunged God. We've expunged any trace of, of God or holiness or prayer or anything. And we're just as unhappy as we've always been. Nothing's changed. So we, obviously, we want to lead people to transform in union with Jesus, especially uh, through the Eucharist. But the, the most immediate contact we can have with God is prayer. Mm. And anybody can turn to God in prayer, regardless of their past or their present. Mm-hmm. Any person who turns to Jesus in prayer meets him. Yep. So, and we found that the, the rosary is a great entry point. Mm-hmm. But we want to, we don't want the rosary to be this mindless saying of words. So we, we give them a system to make the rosary a real meditation on the word of God. Now, uh, the word of God is not just scripture. It's scripture, tradition, and the magisterium. Yep. So we can meditate on any of that mm-hmm. in the rosary. Yep. Which then gives us a great way to learn our faith while mm-hmm. we learn how to meditate. When we, as Christians, you know, we, we really kind of have to reclaim meditation. And I'm, I'm a, I am not a, not a, a hater of Buddhism at all. Um, but I do think we've, we've tried to, we've tried to absorb a, a Buddhist idea of meditation, that it's an emptying of our thoughts. Right. And Christians, it's actually the other way around that we're, we're, we're chewing on something, you know, that it's like the, the fathers talk about like cows chewing on cud. Yeah. Mandication. Right. Yeah, this is it, it is such a stark difference that with the Eastern religions, you want to empty so that you dissolve into nirvana. Right. With Catholicism, we're seeking transforming union with God to become like God in union with Jesus. Right. It couldn't be any different. <laughs> it's, we're, we're not trying to pass into some great process of the world, right? No. We, we're trying to reach out to another person, right? The person that we were made for. And that person, as much as we're reaching out to Jesus, Jesus is reaching out to us even more. If we will just stop 
and turn to him. Mm. That's really cool. I, and I, I just, I, we're, we're running low on time, so I, I wish I could go further, but um, I just think, I think we've made prayer into something that's so, I feel like cut off from, from regular Catholic life, from regular Christian life. And, and it, it can't be that. So I want to put, I want to, I want to encourage people to check out the school of faith. Dr. Mike, where can they, where can people go to find out more about you guys, what you do, where they can read, whatever. The, the easiest way is just go to uh, dailyrosary.net. Dailyrosary.net. Daily, yeah. Uh, and there they will find, or they can go to our website, schooloffaith.com. And the easiest way to find out about us is just check out our rosary, our daily rosary podcast. Oh, I didn't know you and, had a podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a different meditation every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Wow. We've been doing it for about five years and every meditation is different. That's really, I might actually have to encourage my own people to check that out. That's a, that's a neat, that's a neat way to, to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, dailyrosary.net or just schooloffaith.com. But we also want to run this interview on our channel. So how do they find your show? Well, that's a great plug. Yeah. So all of our podcasts are over at catholiclink.org. So you can go over there and find all that. Uh, we do have a little bit of a kind of, I want to say end lag from when, when this is recorded to when it gets edited and polished and they make it look pretty. But, uh, if anybody ever wants to go find all of our stuff, you can go do that. Um, you might find for those of who are just tuning in now, this podcast has been renamed. So it, it for a long oh. time was Catholic bites, Catholic B Y T E S. And they have, uh, decided to rebrand it as the Catholic link podcast. So okay. we, we kind of got together on that, but, um, we have a lot of neat stuff over there. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, Drew and Katie do a really good job with sort of Catholic videos, Catholic shorts, things like that. Um, we have uh, really cool social media stuff, Facebook, Instagram, and we kind of see ourselves as sort of like trying to provide resources for Catholics to live their faith. And one of those, one of the, the parts of that outreach is being able to do interviews like this to get people who are, who are doing a good thing out there, you know, kind of spread these resources out. It's one of the neat things about being Catholic is like, well, and also the neat thing about the podcast world, we're not competing for customers. So it's kind of cool to get to to just to say, absolutely to throw people it's just someone else. Be like, Hey, you like rosaries? Dr. Mike is a great rosary. Here you go. Boom. Um, that's, that's the best love, part of it. I would this. love to, I'd love to sometime have you do for us some teaching on icons. Oh, I'd love to. It'd be super cool. Super cool. I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not Go as ahead. clever. I'm not as clever as some of my brothers are, but, uh, I've, I've learned how to paint icons. I'll say this, that we could, we could finish up. I actually have an icon sitting right over here. It's on my wall. Um, I can I see it. it? Yeah, here, let me go get it. We're going to do Can something. I see it? Yeah. All right. So for everybody who doesn't have the video on, I am showing a video oh. of an icon that I painted. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it works. Uh, I tried something different with it. I, I use an airbrush cause I'm a nerd and I paint models. So I tried to airbrush the gold and that didn't, didn't quite work out, but I got the mostly figure of the Lord. Okay. Jesus, the, uh, the Panto Crotter, right. And yeah. I took some artistic Liberty with his gospel passage says rejoice for I've overcome the world. Mm. Um, that speaks to me a lot. So 
I like icons. I think they're fun. I like painting though. So that's a special, it's a special little niche. We need to do a show sometime with you explaining icons. Well, just let me know. I'm always down. I'm always down to talk about some, some good art and faith and stuff. Okay. I'm making a note. I'm making a note of that. I'm going to hold you to that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to thank Dr. Mike. I want to thank you for being here with us today. I want to thank everybody for for listening in. I hope that that you can go check out things the School of Faith does. Check out their daily rosary. Um, but most importantly, regardless of however you do it, please make time for Jesus. That's what we're here right. for. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Thank, Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. And everybody is welcome to go check out the Catholic Link website, catholiclink.org, and you can find all the cool stuff we do over there. My name is Father Rob Adams. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.